morning. This is Henry Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, are we advocating that one ignore his feelings? That will be our topic today. Let's begin with an overview <clears throat> what we mean when we speak of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. We simply mean that your the foundations of your mental health are unconditional. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're doing in your life, no matter where you're at, you are living in a world and you're living inside of an inner world that is safe. It's healthy. It is human. That's not to say that it doesn't feel distressing at times or even very distressing at times. It's not to say that you aren't and I am not capable of misunderstanding our inner world. It is normal to misunderstand the the experience of feelings and moods and ups and downs. It's a very reasonable and normal thing to have to misunderstand what's going on in a given moment and then to suffer, to truly experience a feeling of uh, a sense of suffering. Oh my goodness, I can't handle this. It's too much. There's something wrong. How am I going to ever, ever, ever get out of this mood or this feeling or, or, why is the world wronging me or why is he wronging me? It is a quite common experience to feel buffeted, pushed and pulled and uh, bumped around with strong feelings that fe- that seem to threaten us, to threaten our equilibrium, to threaten to, to uh, represent a a, a negation of our sense of well-being, our equilibrium, our our sense that life is a safe and, and healthy place, that I am a healthy and safe, uh, I'm, I'm healthy and experience and have a safe inner world. It is a very reasonable and normal thing to experience a sense that there is really something off kilter. And in that moment, it's only natural to want to try and right the ship. But <laughs> we don't have the steering wheel to change the feelings. We don't. I don't. I'm not aware of how to right my emotional uh, ship or fix my mood. And when I've mistakenly perceived that mood or that feeling to be a real danger, and I've tried harder to fix that mood, it's, in, in my experience, it's brought me not not success. It has not brought me uh, the blessing and equilibrium that I've desired. And what I've come to understand is that there is something beyond that feeling. There's something greater than that feeling. There's a home. I have a home. It's more real than this moment's feeling. It happens to me there are times where I'm not home. And that's not a problem because I have a home. I'm sometimes not at my home, but I have a home. And that is a very different way of traveling through life, a very different way of traveling through life to recognize that I will be at times not in my home, not in my sense of well-being, my, my perception that life is good, that I'm, my experience is safe and healthy. Uh, even, but yet, despite the, that, that feeling that I, I lack that home, I, I, I know, okay, it's just, it's just temporary. And it hurts, and I get to, to to accomplish. I get to perform a meaningful job, which is to affirm a, a truth. I get to be a truth seeker. 
I get to prioritize being a truth seeker over being a feeling seeker. I get to be with the truth, even as it feels distressing. So that's the basic idea that we're looking to emphasize is that we, we, we are healthy. We live in a safe world. Our inner world is safe and healthy and human, even though we can misunderstand it. And we have the opportunity to have gratitude when we experience a sense of equilibrium. And we have the opportunity to seek the truth when we lack that equilibrium. There's never a moment where we don't have something wonderful and, and constructive to do, even with the limits of our capacity to change our feelings. It's a wondrous thing that I, I again, I lose sight of, but I regularly remember it too. And I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm truly grateful for the awareness that I have feelings, that I can be successful no matter what mood and feeling I'm in. I can have a life of meaning. It can look, and I've spoken to people about this on many occasions, it can look that people people can come to a conclusion, my life is passing me by and I'm stuck in resentment. My life is passing me by and I'm stuck in anger. My life is passing me by and I'm stuck in some kind of negativity. When am I going to start living? And the answer is, well, you are. You, you, you have a, a meaningful life right now. It's just that you or such a person has a, a bit of misunderstanding that life has to do with having the right feelings and avoiding the wrong feelings. That's a tough job, as I like to tell people. You know, you want to take on to guarantee, you know, you want to take on as your job to create sunny weather outside and really, really link your performance and your sense of, of, of accomplishment to your meteorological uh, control, you could. I, I don't advise it, but that's really what a person is doing when he, when he, when he believes or, or, or feels disappointment in himself when he's not able to have certain feelings and he's not able to avoid other feelings. When he, when he experiences real disappointment and frustration with himself, what, what he's revealing is that he actually does view his job to be in control of his internal weather. I, 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 uh, I, I know what that looks like. I've done that, and I still continue to do that. But I used to do it a lot more, and now I have a little more insight about that. And, and it's, uh, it's much, it's a, I'm much better at this job. I'm much better, much more well-suited to seeking the truth rather than seeking feelings. So I'm sticking with that job. I'm sticking with that job, and I am inviting everyone who's open and interested to look into that job. It's a great job. It's a great job. It's, it's really your job. It's your job. There's every single, every single one of us has an opportunity and a commandment to fulfill, uh, an effort to, to fulfill the commandment of know there is a creator, know there is a single simple source. Affirm that truth including through our psychological feelings, through our psychological experience and the phenomenon of our moods. We can affirm that simple truth. And we can affirm another truth, that there is no other power. There is no other power. There's nothing creating my feelings and moods in this moment other than the single simple source. It's not the traffic. It's not the childhood. It's not the 
Now that leads us to a, a nice segue because I have been asked on occasion, like, you know, this this presentation that you're offering that our psychological our psychological experience is being created from a single simple source. It's not coming from the marital partner or the child, the child's misdeeds or or uh, difficult events and conflicts that are arising out there. I have been asked in the past, like, are you suggesting that we really don't need to pay much attention to our feelings? Like that there's, that they're just kind of a, they're like a, they're, they're, they're a now moment, you know, they're, they're just simply a flow of energy and they're not really telling us about the world. And the truth is I do say those words. I do say those words. And, and it could be that I, I'm not expressing it clearly. So I'd like to take a moment to address this topic because it is the case that um, there is something to learn from our feelings and moods. There is there is something to gain from them. It's not. I would not say that the goal here in looking for this, the truth behind our psychological experience is to um, come to the point where we ignore our feelings or disregard them. Here's what here's what I I understand. I think that. To the degree that a person experiences a kind of persistent and powerful uh, habitual set of feelings, there's a good chance that there's something that he's well. Clearly, there's 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 something that he's not he's not seeing clearly. There's something that he's not understanding. He becomes engrossed in a set of feelings, and usually that's an indication that there's something that that he doesn't understand. So for example, a person who's, um, who's experiencing a, um, a kind of a shutting down in life, a depression, usually there's some place in his life where he's, there's a set of feelings that he doesn't want to look at, right? You know, depression, I've heard the metaphor used for depression that when a, when a, um, when a plumber wants to fix and work on the water of a certain uh, on a certain sink, so in order to get to work, he has to turn off what's called the main water valve. Because if he if he if he if he opens up a pipe and the water main water is flowing, it's going to get all over the place. So in order to do work, he'll have to shut down the main water supply to the house. Now. Um, when he's done and he's restored the proper functioning of the pipes, so then he can he can uh, he can restore the main the main water valve. So when what can happen with something like depression is that a person experiences unwanted feelings and becomes so troubled by those feelings that it looks like a good idea for him just to kind of dis, disengage from feelings altogether. If there's a set of feelings that are arising in a certain area of his life that are painful, and he doesn't know how to relate to those feelings, so what he can do unconsciously is he can simply shut down the flow of feelings altogether. He doesn't feel the anger resentment in the same way, but he also doesn't feel joy. He doesn't feel gratitude. He doesn't feel incurious or ambitious or uh there's a kind of a shutting down of the main system because an aspect of the flow is just too painful. So here would be an example where people can, can be looking away from something like emotions can serve as a place of insight and information. There's, there is a revelation to be had 
and where and how I'm having strong feelings. And usually it points to some kind of misunderstanding. But to the degree that those feelings are, are, feel tremendously unsafe, then I'm just not interested in looking over there to gain insight, right? There's the, to, to the degree that we are willing to be in a given feeling, this is, I think, a, an important principle that I see over and over. When I'm free to be in my feelings, I don't have to avoid them. I don't have to run from them. I don't have to battle them. When I'm free to be in them, there's a lot of, there's a lot of learning that can happen. Learning, I don't mean like book learning. I mean, learning in the sense of insight, learning in the sense of evolving, learning in the sense of, of, of encountering something that can be unsettling, that, that can feel new and unknown and even frightening. But to the degree that I'm open and trusting that there is something to be had in facing that feeling, there's, there's generally an evolution that occurs. There's generally uh, an insight that happens on the other side. But that all is premised on the willingness to be, to look at those feelings, to be with those feelings. So to the degree that I would say that the the kind of the the core principle that I see myself reviewing over and over again in this podcast is when we know that our psychological experience is safe, when we know that our, our feelings and moods are coming from a single simple source, they're coming from a source of wisdom, they're healthy, they're part of a healthy functioning of a human being in the same way as I've mentioned many times that, that the, the, that the heart pumps both uh, oxygenated and nutrient-filled blood at all times. It's also simultaneously pumping toxin-filled blood at all times. And that's not called unhealthy. That's called a healthy human being. There's a, a, a continuous flow. In the same way, the, hum, the, the spiritual heart that we possess is flowing with this... Um, there's always a flow of warm and trusting consciousness. And there's always a flow of... of self-centered and mistrusting and insecure, fearful consciousness. Now, it's not a problem that a person has those flows. The problem is, is when he, he comes to identify or view some of it as dangerous. That's the real issue. And then, then, and then it just, it, it, it develops on itself in the context or in the metaphor of the, of the strong feelings. When a person has strong feelings. Let's say he's involved in an addiction of some kind, in some kind of a compulsive behavior. He's, he's, he can't stop himself from gambling or from eating or from drinking or from internet usage or whatever it might be. There's obviously something in his life that he is uh, looking to avoid. These, these habits allow him to fixate on something other than something unpleasant. They allow him an escape. But an escape from what? what? What's the feeling that he's looking to escape? What's the experience that he's looking to escape? Well, I don't know, and neither does he, because he, he's too frightened of that experience to be with it. What would happen if he, if, he, if, he stu- if, he, if he sat and stood his ground in the discomfort of whatever it is that he runs away from? to gambling, to food, to internet. What, what would happen? Well, it wouldn't be pleasant. So he must run away from it. So at the root of, of what I'm looking to share is the, is the understanding that 
your psychological experience, your moods, your feelings, while they can present as, uh, as overwhelming or as dangerous, they're not, they're safe. And that doesn't mean that you get to glimpse that just by learning and understanding this logic. It means that you get to, to make a choice to experience a certain capacity for courage and humility, you know, uh, just because I feel overwhelmed, just because I feel the need to f- to run or flee doesn't mean that it's the truth. Maybe I can be with this feeling. It certainly helps to have someone with whom you can look at those feelings with. It can be very, very constructive to have someone with whom you can look at those feelings, someone who himself or herself understands the truth about psychological experience, who can be with uh with with your fears and is not similarly frightened so the underlying idea is that we're not here to advocate ignoring feelings oh feelings are just your energy flowing through you you don't have to pay attention to them no on the contrary the the understanding that your your feelings and your moods are coming from a single simple source a divine source allows you to to be with them they have something to teach you they have something to to there's a i'm always moved by by a verse that we just we we read about on yom kippur um during the evening we 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 speak about the fact that a human being is 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 like is like clay in the hands of his creator we are like a like a clay material in the hands of a former and that there are times where that 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 working process is it constricts us, and the times where it expands us, and it's in the it's it's all for the sake of of fashioning something beautiful, some work of art. There are times where the experience of undergoing a constriction in consciousness is a necessary human experience, and then an expansion is a necessary human experience, and and we're we're being guided through this process of constriction and, and, and expansion and to have an awareness that it's safe, it's coming from a single simple source, allows us to be with it as painful as it might be. We're not here to, to ignore feelings. We're here to, when we, when we know the truth about feelings, we have the capacity to be present to them. And as we're present to them, they, they, they change us. They, they affect us. Not that we need to solve them, not that, that we need to analyze them, but that we can be present to them and allow them to pass through us. The passing through us is what changes us. And they can't pass through us if, if we're not willing to be with them. If we're busy running away from them, then they can't pass through us and they can't leave their, 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 their constructive and creative impact on us. This is back to the metaphor of the of childbirth that a, a woman who's undergoing childbirth she doesn't need to understand and analyze the pain she needs to be able to to be in the pain in a constructive manner in some way and that's what we're doing we're giving birth and our willingness to be in the contractions with some understanding about those contractions is what allows us to be affected in a it to be to be changed in a good way by the contractions and thereby give birth that's the goal that's the goal is to be able to to be in our feelings to look at our feelings not with the goal of solving or analyzing with the willingness to uh, embrace the the creative divine 
origins of those feelings. And if there's something to learn by looking, by being, by gently facing those feelings with this understanding, it, it, it affects us. A woman doesn't have to understand the biological complexities of childbirth to be to, to experience the transformation of the birthing experience. Neither do we. We don't need to have all the analysis clear about the feelings. We can be in the feelings. We can look at them. We can be curious about them. And that's an extraordinary thing. It's an extraordinary accomplishment to be able to be in those feelings and to let them affect us, to let them change us by willing, by being curious and by, by being interested in their divine origins.